Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The future of the world looks grim, but the light at the end of the tunnel is very, very good news for the believer. That light at the end of the tunnel is Jesus Christ, our Savior. He's coming to take us out of this world and away from the coming evil. Take advantage of your choice today and call on the name of Jesus. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 3rd, 2022. True story. Guy runs a red light. The camera takes a picture of him running the red light, reads the license plate on it, sends him in the mail a ticket with the fine. So the guy gets it, and he takes a picture of the money (laughs) for the amount of the fine, and sends him back a picture of the money for the fine for the picture they sent him running the red light. Well, it's not long before he receives another piece of mail from them. This time it's a picture, but not of a fine. It's a picture of handcuffs. So he he went ahead and paid it. Anyway, uh, true story. Happened in California. I'm uncomfortable, as I'm sure you are as well, with these words, quote, or worse. What is or worse? Oh, hmm. You know, we talked about the social credit score, where you go in to buy something, and unless you're in full compliance and you've not been penalized, you will not be able to buy or sell based on that score. And that score is going to be predicated upon your compliance with said restrictions, lockdowns. Well, suffice it to say, the current injections, which we've been talking about in depth in recent updates, it's all part of this evil plot, so much so that one need only connect the proverbial dots to see that the climate denier and the anti-vaxxer are synonymous. It's all part of this global genocide, it's classification, dehumanization, categorization. There were ten of them. We covered that in a prior update. At best, 
said climate denier and anti-vaxxer will be limited, and at worst, eliminated. And their plan is to do so by the year 2030. I hope you understand that my shelf life explanation and comparison and illustration is not arbitrary. This is right out of their playbook. They want this done by 2030. And they're on track to do it, by the way. And if that's the case, then, I mean, I don't care how you're looking at me right now, because God tells Jeremiah, do not be afraid of their faces. You know what he means by that? (laughs) In other words, the message that I'm going to give you to proclaim the judgment that you're going to prophesy, they are going to contort their faces in response to you. Don't be upset when they get up in the middle of your message and walk out. (laughs) See, this is something only a pastor can appreciate, because I see your faces. Don't look at the person sitting next to you. I see your faces. I see your body language. And what God was telling Jeremiah, I think, is the clarion call for what God is telling us now. Give no regard for how people respond. This is the truth. This is the message. It is judgment. God's judgment is coming. It's already here in some regards. And you have to speak the truth because it's the truth that will set you free, and whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I suppose it should come as no surprise that Jesus would say, unless those days were shortened, no flesh would survive. Thankfully, as the light of the world and the Savior of the world, that aforementioned light at the end of the tunnel is very good news. However, if you've never believed in Jesus as your Savior, the light at the end of the tunnel is for you instead very bad news. If that's you, I would implore you to take heed and believe in Jesus. When I say this, it's not hyperbole. Literally, there's no other way out of this. There's no other way out of this. Our only hope is Jesus when He takes us out of this world. And He will in the rapture of the church prior to the seven-year tribulation, which is for the nation of Israel and their salvation. That's the purpose of the tribulation. For the salvation of the Jewish nation. It's the 70th week of Daniel. The church is out of here. You know, maybe I need to just 
comment before we bring it in for a close. I know the pre-trib, the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture is not a matter of salvation. I get that. Those who don't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture are going to be raptured prior to the pre-tribute, to the seven-year tribulation, whether they like it or not. <laughs> I don't know. I just, that didn't come out as good as I had hoped. I think you get the point though, right? But if there was ever a time <laughs> to be settled in the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture, that time is now. I say this as lovingly and as humbly and as honestly as I possibly can, and I've said it before, I'm going to say it again. I actually feel sorry for people who are not settled concerning the pre-tribulation rapture. I, I can't even imagine. I can't, no wonder, no wonder they're preparing no wonder that if they have the money, they're buying these underground bunkers. I mean, you don't need to. I, don't you think, I know this is kind of a, uh, perhaps an oversimplification, but don't you think that if that were the case, there would be more devoted in the pages of Holy Writ to, you better prepare. You better, you know, get ready and store up and hunker down, and but there's none of that. In fact, it's the opposite of that. It's not hunker down, it's look up. Look up. The Apostle Paul to the Thessalonians chapter 4 in his first epistle. Dead in Christ are going to rise first. We who are alive and remain will be caught up, rapturous, harpazo in the Greek. And he says, therefore encourage one another with these words. Well, how, how can I stand before you, as is my privilege to every week, and encourage you by saying to you, man, you better, you better hunker down. Wow, thanks a lot. That's really encouraging. Sure hope you're prepping. Oh, I'm prepping all right. I'm a prepping to get out of here. Okay, I feel better now. So, <laughs> Uh, okay, one last thing on this. Okay, is that all right? Again, what are you going to say? No, <laughs> I'm sorry. You're so gracious to me. Just uh, please hear my heart. You know, I, I uh, it's become a badge of honor, but the amount of attack on any who would dare teach the sound doctrine of the pre-tribulation rapture is getting infinitely worse seemingly with each passing day. And here's the thing, that in and of itself is very telling, if you really think about it. And all I can say to those who, I mean, they devote, and you know who you are if you're watching, because I know some of you are, <laughs> those of you who devote your ministries and, and make videos and of me talking about this, I just want to encourage you 
you're going to get raptured anyway. So and if it were up to me, I, I would not take you. I would leave you behind. But anyway, I, I'm getting in the flesh a little bit now, so I better stop. But you are, you're gutting out the gospel, because the rapture is part of the gospel. When Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, he said the first time he writes about the gospel, the gospel is that Jesus Christ came, that he was crucified, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day, and he's coming back to rapture his church away one day. That's the gospel. So you want to gut out the gospel? I don't, I don't want to be anywhere. Again, I'm going to get into the flesh. I'll, I'll stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, this is the good news. If you're born again of the Spirit of God, you're not going to be here. And why would you want to be here? Anyway, I... I could go on and on. You know I could. I won't. But this is why we do these updates. This is the purpose of these updates. Jesus is coming sooner than any of us could possibly imagine. He's going to come in the rapture for His bride as a thief in the night. And today is the day of salvation. And it's the gospel of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. And it's so childlike simple. Jesus said that in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must become like a child. It's so childlike, not childish. It's just simple. ABC simple. It's actually just B simple. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned. Because unless and until you do, why would you be interested in a Savior if you don't acknowledge that you're a sinner? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 explains why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23. What I really like about this verse is that it packages the bad news first with the good news. What's the bad news? Well, the bad news is that the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. We all carry in our sin all a death sentence because of sin. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Gift? Gift. What do you do with a gift? Not re-gift. I'm not talking about that. You receive it. It's a gift. Who paid for it? Jesus paid for it in full. And it cost Him everything, even His life. He purchased us with His shed blood in our stead. And we are not our own, but we are purchased with the price. And He paid the price, and He offers this gift that He paid for to us, and it's the gift of eternal life. Just to receive and believe. 
That's the B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. The most well-known verse in all of the Bible, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe would not perish in hell for all eternity, but have everlasting life in heaven with Him. Believe. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Pretty simple. Here's the C, and this is what comes from the B. It's this expression of calling upon the name of the Lord, confessing with your mouth, as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10.13, lastly, seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, I was just thinking about this. Just indulge me. We're almost done. You know how we talk about, well, I gave my life to Christ. Well, praise the Lord. All of heaven's rejoicing when one sinner repents, right? But that's not really the, the, the thing. I gave my life to Christ. You know what the thing is, is that He accepted it. No, no. I Think about this. You know, when I, some, I don't know how many years ago now, I called upon the name of the Lord, something like 40 years ago. I called upon the I was only five. I called upon the name of the Lord. And I could just imagine the angels in heaven going, don't take that one. This is not a good deal. I, just, I would not accept this one. <laughs> no, all. I was an all. I was an all. And so are you and all. All means all who call. Can I share with you a but God testimony lastly? This one comes from Hendrik Pretorius, who writes, Hi, Pastor J.D. and crew. My wife and I live in New Zealand. We always enjoy seeing God's Word play out in real time and have taken great encouragement from it. (laughs) Good. New Zealand started implementing the no jab, no job mandates from the start of late last year. I myself have refused to take the mRNA vaccines, was granted extension to be vaccinated, and had to agree to take the Novavax vaccine by the 31st of March or be dismissed. And that would have meant losing the house, our transportation, and pretty much everything else, and all that with a baby due in June. Today, the 23rd of March, a couple weeks ago, I drove to the vaccination clinic to receive the first dose of Novavax. I parked my car five minutes away from the clinic. Before I got out of my car, I prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, I'm here now. I do not want to take this vaccine. If it is your will that I do not take it, then please let something happen between this point where I am now and the clinic itself. And so I got out of my car and started walking towards the clinic. 
with only 10 minutes to spare before I was due to be injected, I sat on a bench right in front of the place, and lo and behold, a good friend of mine texted me and asked if I had heard that the government had just dropped most mandates, vaccine pass, and QR scan in requirements. And he added, do not take the jab, mate. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. Yeah. So, talk about an answer to prayer, right? I immediately pushed out my appointment and asked my employer if their policy will change accordingly. I am yet to hear back from them, but I praise the Lord nonetheless for the good news and the reprieve that I have been given. This is one of those times where a direct answer to prayer has never been clearer. God is so good. Yes. Capono, come on up. Why don't you go ahead and stand up? I, <laughs> God, you're so good. See, Capono knows. I love that song. Anything you want, up to half of my kingdom. It's not much, but it's yours. <laughs> God, you are so good. God, you are so good. You're too good. You're too good, Lord. You're only good. Lord, thank you. How can we thank you enough <laughs> for the simplicity of the gospel, the good news that for those of us who know you, this is as bad as it gets. And we have the rapture to look forward to as our, not just blessed hope, only hope. But Lord, we are keenly aware that there are those who don't have that hope because they don't know you. And were you to come, they would be left behind. And Lord, please, it's a, it's a plea, it's a cry of our hearts for any who does not know you. Lord, I pray that today will be the day of their salvation. Lord, I pray that as we just read these prophecies and talked about their fulfillment as they begin to come to pass, Lord, again, I pray that it will have the much-needed effect of, and Lord, it's the fear of the Lord. <laughs> it's the beginning of wisdom. Lord, I pray for a holy fear, a holy fear of that which is to come upon this world, and that that would drive people to you, because again, Jesus, you're our only way out of this. And so, Lord, with that, we pray and say, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. 
This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.